Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Yep, that is a... Live shot of New York City right now. We're still living in a Martian atmosphere, apparently. I breathe yesterday. I'm no, yet- wearing a mask. I'm like, what, am I back in the pandemic? Yesterday, as this Justin was starting, I had to mention it because the screen behind me showed outside, and it was like twice as red as that, like red. Like you were literally, it looked like you were on Mars, right? Yeah, that's, that's, it's nuts. That's, that's so weird that it looks like that because typically – I mean, I'm out west, and, and when we have the wildfires, I mean, we get we get the you know the the uh, smoke and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. If it comes from other you know from Northern California or whatnot or Oregon, but it's never like you don't get it to the degree like that. I never like seen it, it like you, this, Key. Yeah, it was weird. It, it's like that is right in Brooklyn or something. The way it looks, and it is not not just in Manhattan. Like you could step outside yesterday, and the air was orange. It was like yeah, orange red. It was like twice as dark as that. Yeah, that's weird. That's kind of... And you smell it, too. Can, you can guys I, in New York always wanted to be for the West anyway, so here you go, Jay. Can I tell you what else was weird yesterday, Key? NBA Twitter yesterday was all yeah. over the place. It was so weird, I mean, and it was so great at the same time. A lot of stuff going on in the NBA, oh, in and around the NBA. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a lot of things were popping off yesterday. Meantime, yeah. just as I predicted, Jokic and Murray with 30-point <laughs> hey, triple-doubles and a Denver in, win. Max. Well, yeah. We're only one minute in, man. That's right. Yeah, it's popping yesterday, Max. Oh, you want to – but see, the problem is if we if we start – a little too much rope, and then we're going to get into no, too deep in some stuff. Too deep in some stuff we won't be able to come back no, from you're, right you're, now. You're, you're right. We, we haven't you're, been able you're, to come so, back for a long time anyway, Max. You, you, you're, right, you're, right, you're right about that, Max. You don't want to – Go down that rabbit hole, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, I've always thought to send my kids to some very prestigious universities, Jay mm-hmm. and Max. Mm-hmm. Columbia really wasn't one. I just figured, you know, when you start thinking about schools and universities mm-hmm. and sure. the education that guys get and the Harvard's and even USC's to a degree or UCLA's mm-hmm. Cal Berkeley, I always thought that Duke guys were smart, you know. Hey, yeah. look, man. Hey, look, man. Uh, you know, top shelf, top flight sports hey. pro- program, but it, also academically. Yeah. Let, me, yeah. let, me say, let me say, no, no barriers were broken yesterday. This ain't the first or the last. Okay, like um, that's all. Hmm. You know, are you talking about a Duke student, former Duke student athlete? I'm just talking about people in general. Anything going on with you and or I'm JJ Redick or I'm anything talking about like star that? Star athletes in general. You know, just star sometimes athletes. Things I happen. I got it. Like I said, sometimes things pop off. Pop off, yeah. pop out, got it. Yeah. It's all part of life, huh? You know, mm. there's a new uh, reality show. Yeah, what's that? NBA stars and the women behind them. Hmm. Man, move on before <laughs> you get in trouble. <laughs> what? What? It's a new reality show, that's all. Well, things got <laughs> real it. yesterday in the NBA. So as I was saying, much as I predicted, Back Jay, to the NBA Finals. What did you predict now? I How said gonna Denver to was going to take control of this series because Jokic and Jamal Murray would have be the first teammates ever with 30-point triple-doubles in a finals game. People can't allow this ear hustle to continue with this dude, man. Yeah, I think it's a wrap, though, to be honest with you. Gentlemen sweep? Oh. So the word sweep is still in there? 
Okay, so wait, let me Tried think. To give real it quick, to you, Jay. Jay. Try to give you so the, the fours in Miami. You want it. Yeah, it's I over. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, Jay. It's a chicken Caesar. Yeah, it's over. I'm not saying that. I'm still no with cheese. Heat and seven. Chicken so, Caesar with no cheese and give me some. <laughs> give me better yet. Give me some. Give me some buffalo meat. Mm. So like, all right. So here, here's how I look at it. So game one, everybody talks about how Miami shot the ball poorly, right? Mm. Denver shot the ball poorly, and they won convincingly from the three-point line, okay? Mm-hmm. We then talked about the only way Miami could actually win this series is because we don't feel like they'll be able to stop Denver offensively is that they have to match them offensively. Got to stay hot from three, yeah. Game two, they come back. Where they shoot from the three-point line, 50%, yeah, right? like 100%, yeah. So Denver shoots like 39%, but you still felt like Denver had a chance to win. Right? They did? They did. Had a legit chance to win. Yeah. Could have gone to overtime. It's not like Miami won the game convincingly. No, that shot looked good out of Jamal Murray's hands at the end of game two. It would have sent it to overtime. But then last night, even though Denver didn't shoot the ball well from three-point line, they actually stopped giving up open looks. So we talked about De- Miami made 17 made threes in game, game two. Nine of those threes were wide open. They were butt naked. So you didn't see any wide open threes last night. You saw maybe one or two or three. I, I saw Kevin Love get two. Right, but you saw a team not shoot the ball well from the three-point line. You saw Denver dominate with points in the paint, and you saw Denver dominate with rebounds. So when I go back to people trying to argue with me about, yeah, Miami's just as talented as Denver, I'm like, no, they're not. Talent is not the same. Talent is not the same because Denver is more talented, and when Denver puts it together and plays with a sense of urgency, that margin you saw last night is the gap between can, the but two. But can we also just like admire for a second what Jamal Murray and Jokic did Last, you know, the whole thing about the bubble, I'm going back to the bubble because Jokic was an emerging star, but Jamal Murray played out of his mind, right? And they came back in consecutive series down 3-1. They were the cardiac kids. Jokic did not play his best bat. Like, Murray elevated. Jokic did not. Right? And that's why I've been suspicious of Jokic. I wanted to see him do this because then Jamal Murray got hurt last couple postseasons, wasn't available. So I wanted to see when they get back and they're healthy, can Jokic elevate the way Jamal Murray elevated and can Jamal Murray continue to do what he did in the bubble? Man, that's what happened last night. You had two superstars. You know, uh, Jokic is a superstar, Jamal Murray's a star, but when the moment is big, Jamal Murray becomes a superstar and Jokic was just insane. When you have two dudes playing on that level, good luck. If, if one team has Shaq and Kobe or, or, you know, LeBron and Wade or Jordan and Pippen, Good luck. That's what these two dudes were last night. It was impossible. What were you going to do? It was impossible. So, Keith, that's what I was talking about before, man. You and I both been rapping about it. So, last night I'm sitting there saying, okay, Denver last night shot 27.8% from the three-point line. Your other max player has been a bum. Yeah, poor And I, I love MPJ. That's my dude. Mm. He max guy. He can barely shoot. Not a max guy, a J guy. Yeah, but, but, uh, and Christian Braun comes off the bench and gives you energy and gives you hustle face. And gives you points, right? Okay. And he's a winner. And then all of a sudden, like, you see that margin. And so you're saying to yourself, wait, Denver's still not even reaching their potential. Michael Porter Jr., the third best player, is not playing well at all in this series. And they still won convincingly. Yeah, yeah. but when you look at it, what was the one thing, the X factor in game two that we talked about most? Everybody talked about, oh, Jokic, 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 40 points. We talked about the assist game. Mm-hmm. Now you got a dude coming out with the triple-double, and then you got Murray with the triple-double. You add those assists in, and people forget a lot of times, Jay, those assists lead to points, whether it's a mm-hmm. hockey assist or not. They lead to points. So when you add the point total that the actual player gets plus the assist or the hockey assist, that's how you thrive. That's how guys like this 
are able to, to, to do the things that he's able to do and contribute to his team where if guys aren't shooting the ball well in certain starters, the other max players and all that, but everybody else is able to chip in because he's the major contributor by dishing out the ball, then Murray getting 10 assists. I, look, you could just tell that they was getting ready to open up a can on them, especially especially once they got to that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And, Keith, I mean, first ever player to drop 32-21-10 and 10 in the NBA Finals game. He, they just, for Jokic. We just showed a stat on ESPN, too, Jay. And he's really tall. In the history of the NBA playoffs, there have been – uh, uh, five total 30-point, 20-rebound, 10-assist triple-doubles. So basically 30-point triple-doubles, but with t- at least 20 boards, right? One each by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Wilt Chamberlain. And keep in mind, when Wilt was playing, the pace of play, they got up so many shots, there were lots of opportunities, not only for points, but also for rebounds, especially because shooting percentages weren't that high from outside the paint. So there are many more opportunities to do it in Wilts. That's why his rebound and Bill Russell's rebound numbers were super. 50 rebounds in a game, stuff like that. 30 rebounds in a game. One each for those guys. Three for Jokic so far, playing in this era. Three for Jokic. I mean, you, you could make the case that Jokic is the best offensively skilled big ever to play the game. Yeah. Ever when you add the, the passing. Like, I, I, yeah, you know, it, it, that's always hard for me to say as a, as a hooper because I feel like Watching Hakeem Olajuwon, that dude was so skilled. His footwork was so different. But, like, the passing and, like, he's a master of leveraging angles. Like, you know, his his shot-making ability around the rim, the floater game, the hook shot game, the up and the under game, his ability, like, to pass out of double teams, his ability to be patient. I mean, the the dude's shooting 55% from the field, damn near 50% from the three-point line. I mean, he's – Leading the NBA in the postseason in points, rebounds, and assists. There, there's always a, a center. Yeah, there's always a good chance that whoever's the best at the present moment is the most skillful because they build on the skills of previous generations. You're not saying he's the greatest. In other words, in his era, he's towering over everyone more than Kareem did say. But you're saying just in an p- absolute sense, when you look at the tape, you say, yeah, he has more refined skill. But what's crazy to me about that stat we just showed about the 30-point 20 board, 10 assists, is in the history of the game, only two dudes have done it once. This dude's done it three times now. Yo, can I tell you the best part about it, Key? So Mark Jackson last night, did you hear what MJ said? MJ said, he reminds me of an old dude at the playground who used to shoot the same shot over me with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, that, that, He's so a grown man the playing with kids. Yeah. cigarettes in his YMCA mouth. YMCA game, yeah. Blowing it yeah, out, just you, giving you buckets. You when you start to break him all the way down and his skill set and how he moves and stuff like that, he that's just how he looks. There's nothing you, – you, you got to really love basketball to appreciate what he does because he's out there torn around with one hand. He, he got one um, – he did one pass, Jay. I don't remember exactly what quarter it was, but – You talking came, about the one from game two where he caught that no, thing with one – No, last night. Oh, last, no, last, last night, night. yeah. He wrapped it around underneath the layup, but it didn't – he did it with one hand, man. and he had it up in the air, kind of waving around beforehand. I was like, come on, man. See, you, you – You talking about he, when he faked it, the three and then drove to the, to the, to the basket? No, he passed it, though. There it go, right there. Oh, that yeah, one, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. right there. He, he did another one in I game two like, where he literally oh caught God. a pass with one hand in the air and just literally 
touched it down to somebody else below. Like this, is the that's dexterity. why I disagree with Key. Like- I disagree. It's not fun to watch. I think, I think it's dope. I think at, even if you don't, if you're not into basketball, it's like a great defensive play in baseball. You no, or a great man. catch in football. You th- those kind of things. You're just like, oh damn, that looks different. Yeah, but the reason why I say it's not fun to watch is because he looks like the kid at the playground. I mean, the big dude at the playground, Jay. Everybody is four foot three. He's six four. That's what it looked like. And everybody is literally his size, though. But he's just out there toying with him. So yeah. I'm like, oh, God, here so, we go. It's, you get predicted, know what's getting ready to happen. So in the meantime, that's what went right for the Nuggets. You mentioned their defense was much better, Jade. Teammates with triple-double with 30 points. First ever in any game, by the way. Jamal Murray had no one, a triple-double. By, by the way, that's what I'm saying. No, one, no teammates in any NBA game ever had two 30-point triple-doubles in the same game, and they did it in the finals in a, must, or in a good idea to win game three on the road. What went wrong for the Heat <laughs> other than those two guys? 888-SAY-ESPN-KJM. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80 were presented by Progressive Insurance. So what went right for the Denver Nuggets was for the first time in the history of the NBA, a pair of teammates in the same game had 30-point triple doubles. Never happened before. And they did it in a pivotal game three of the finals on the road. <laughs> pretty good pretty good time to do it. What else went wrong for the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler weighed in on how he felt after the loss. We feel great. We didn't play our best tonight. Uh, I feel like we just got to come out with more energy and effort, and um, that's correctable. That's on us as a, as a group. No X's and O's can fix that. So, you know, come out, dive on the floor, get loose balls, get defensive rebounds, and um, maybe, just maybe, it would have been a different game. Jay, you, you buy what he's selling? I mean, look, I'm never going to count out Miami, even though I think it's over. I think it's a wrap. That's counting them um, out. <laughs> well, I, I, I could think it's over doesn't mean it's over. All right. You know what I'm saying? So, I, but the, the thing that, was, that we were just talking about during the break, though, it, it, I think a lot of Miami is momentum-like. Mm-hmm. It's how you allow them to play. 
So in game two, you saw Max Struess find his rhythm very quick on miscues and miscommunication from mm-hmm. Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Which they got rolling offensively. So you saw that. In the first two games, Denver contested Miami on 41% of their threes, mm-hmm. right? 41. Last night, they contested them on 61%. Made a difference. 61%. So when, you, when, you, when you're butt naked and you see the ball go in multiple times, you, you build a confidence. You get a rhythm. You know, you, you, you get that lather. Last night, it never, it never felt like Miami so you're was saying able they have to, to find that lather. They got to get open shots somehow early in the I game. Mean, Jimmy Butler had not an assistant game too, man. I mean, What do you have last night, four? Four. Yeah. So, I mean, you saw the defense collapse multiple times, and Jimmy made the right reads and guys were knocking down shots. You didn't see a lot of, lot, lot of wide-open, uncontested shots last night. No, and it looked like they was taking wild shots, right? They was just it – was, it was almost like they was Desperate. shooting the ball, like just shooting it, not, not setting their feet, not taking their time, not lining things up. They just was doing stuff out there like they was playing playground basketball. And when you do that and you're missing the shots doing that sort of stuff, how do you expect to win the game? That's just undisciplined. So, and look, Gabe Vincent and Max Schuster were combined three of 17 last night. So, I mean, Gabe Vincent, we talk about Gabe Vincent making anywhere next year between 9 to 10 to $11 million annually mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. Right? Max Struess, same with his contract. So, when you don't have that three-point shooting, then you're asking Jimmy Butler to do it all. And he was missing chippies last night because of the time he's pouring in. And he had 28, but still it's like – him and Bam, two men is, can't beat five, dog. Is this why you? Is this why you talk about the undrafted player situation, Jay? Where you saw last night the undrafted players become undrafted players last night. Is this why where you got guys that are the guys on the other team doing what they're supposed to do? But it's just not that, though, Key. Like, think about the size that all these guys have. Like, I wrote it down. Like, No, I, I, like, I know it, that, but, you know, at some point. Size and talent, you, right? So you Yeah, got, but at some point, that talent. That's what I'm saying. Lack of talent shows up. That's what I'm saying. So the size and the talent thing are, are two of the biggest themes for me. Like, you got Michael Porter Jr. Like, the, the rebounding margin, they got pummeled on the glass. Pummeled on the glass. So in points in the paint. They got destroyed with points in the paint, similar to game one. After a while, like that, there's a wear and tear effect on your body when you have to battle like that, man. Like that, that translates to me to the perimeter because it takes away from your legs. So when you got Michael Porter Jr. out there, 16, you got Jokic out there, you know, 611. You got Aaron Gordon out there, 68. You saw him get multiple post-ups last night. You know, you try to combat that with Kevin Love. You got Christian Braun coming off the bench, who's six four and a half, six five. He can play at that same energy level. He was right? huge he last was night. He was huge last night but because that, it was he still body a game. Jimmy Butler one play when he got in the game. It was still a game, and the Heat were within striking distance. And then you blinked, and he had like you know eight points in how I don't know how many minutes, and it was it wasn't a game anymore. They, all they really needed is a little contribution on the Nuggets from someone else at that point, and it was a wrap, and it was a wrap. Meantime, Jimmy Butler, you understand why he points to effort, right? Because you want to say that there are things within your control that you can do to win the game. You're not going to sit there and be like, ah, they're just too good for us. Why'd they lack effort? Listen to him being asked and answer this question. This is Jimmy Butler after the game. You mentioned the effort. Why do you think it was so lacking tonight? I don't know. I can't answer that. Uh, Maybe, you know, we're at home. We think we did something. I I don't know. It just can't happen. It won't happen again. It starts with myself. 
Um, you know, I got to lock in on a defensive end. I got to go up and, and, and get loose balls. So um, I think if I start playing and doing that, then everybody else has to follow suit. That had to be Nick Friedel asking that question, yeah, right? Definitely, yeah. The, that was Nick. That Unmistakably voice? Nick Friedel. I'm, Why do you think Jimmy? he likes uh, effort? <laughs> that question is. <laughs> he, listen, he's got a good voice. Why are you mocking his voice? It's a good voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were saying like James Jimmy. Earl Jones out there, man. That's right. <laughs> asking questions. Yo, but I mean, I mean, Jimmy ain't wrong. Jamal Murray had 20 in the first half. Yeah. 20. But it was it was all pick and roll action. So like, I don't know why they wouldn't just blitz pick and roll and force the ball out of his hands because when Jamal Murray started to get going, he single-handedly allowed Jokic to also find that rhythm by being aggressive offensively. Man, you can't have two dudes like that. When two, but you look at the, at the Nuggets roster and you go, well, actually, yeah, Jokic is an MVP caliber player, but they don't really have – in the playoffs, now throughout his career – Jamal Murray's an MVP caliber player. Cut the head off the snake, right? Right. Have it's a two-headed snake. Him? It's a two-headed yeah, snake. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the thing is, like, when even when Jokic gets his, if Jamal Murray doesn't get his, you feel like you have a chance to win the game. But when Jamal Murray gets his, they're a different team. That's what they did in game two. Jamal Murray struggled. He had eighteen on like seventeen shots. Yeah. That's not last night. No, you got to blitz the. I, don't, I mean, what are your options at this point? There is no options. I right. don't understand why you wouldn't blitz it. Greco in Queens has something to tell us, guys, here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. What's up, Greco? <clears throat> nothing much, nothing much. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. What's up? I was just um, just checking with Jay to see, you know, they, they back up 2-1 now. I, I, I didn't know if he was um, – I, I didn't know Mob Deep made that song about him. Like, Shook Ones was about Jay. He's scared to make the bet. Oh, so, scared to know. make – Shots fired. Wait, Greco's scared to make what bet? Man, you know, Come Greco on, trying Jay. to get in on the action, Jay. No, no, no. The, no, Mets, no, the I'm, Mets, I'm, Mets jacket. Oh, oh the there Mets. There we go, Key. All right, so wait, wait. What's the bet, Greco? Um, oh, not, okay, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, no, wait. If, if um, Miami wins, I um, get the jacket. If they lose, I guess I got to quit the show. I can't, I can't, I can't work at the show no more. <laughs> man, get out of here. That's a wild bet, man. to get you what? a sucker bet. sucker bet, man. Get out of here. Okay, if Miami wins, if Miami wins the series, I'll buy you a Mets jacket. Damn, Greco from Queens. And, and, if, and if Denver wins a series, you buy me a Mets jacket. Meanwhile, back in Queens, Denver, the realist foundation. Bet? That's a bet. Bet. I'll give the jacket to charity. My charity. All right, bet. And I'll give the jacket to my back. All right, cool. Shook ones, Jay. You uh, let him come at you with shook ones? Damn. That's whack, man. Come on, man. I'll take that bet. The realness and foundation. If a dollar, I, I already couldn't done choose a, a better location. I already won a G on the show huh? on the Lakers bet. I already won a G on the show. Mm. From Greco? No, from... No, from Jimmy Pesci. Pesci, right? No, that's not even Jimmy Joe Pesci. No, I, that's, that's I can't think of another radio show I ever heard where one of the hosts is, <laughs> is taking money from the callers. Y'all giving away bets. free money, I'm going to take it. <laughs> Did he ever give you the money? No, nah, I told him he didn't need to. Oh, it, there you go. Yeah, I, I oh, there's a heart there. in there after all. I'm going to take all. this jacket, though. <laughs> I'm take yeah, the jacket. if he hit you with shook ones, yeah, the you shook ones, you gonna try jacket. to come and play me? Yeah, you got to take the jacket. Once someone says shook ones, now you got to take the jacket, Jay. Swimming hard, Greco. He's swimming hard, man. Does Jokic not get more love because he's not American? Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hear us on the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. And if you get to work and you got to get out of your car and you want to still listen, boom, we're right there. So Dan Lebitard yesterday said that he believes that Nikola Jokic does not get more love because he is not American. If Jokic were an American who, say, went to Duke, the country would love him. He's magic and bird, and America hates him? What? I don't know that America hates Jokic. But I do agree with the idea that were he American, he would be much, much more popular than he is. And by the way, we'll see going forward, if, he, if they win the championship and he continues to make deep playoff runs every year and play like this, he will eventually get much more popular. Okay, but if, so if you were like American, if, I think it would already be there. If you were a white American, is that what we're saying? If you, if you were a black American, same thing. I can't disagree with you more, Max. Why is that? It has nothing to do It's not the same thing. He, Even it, more popular if he's a white American. That's true. Yeah, that, but that's, but, that's what I was, but, that's but either I, way, if because, were he because American. Because I just look yeah. at guys like Grayson Never Allen, mind. J.J. Reddick, Steve Wojciechowski, like they were white Americans. And, but, I mean, Grant, their games weren't good, but they didn't get – they were deemed more as like villains more so than – Because it doesn't than, have – the because glorified the, superstars. But, but, follow, but the logic here is important to me. Yes, there are other uh, factors that may be more important than being American. If you have a terrible personality, right, people, you will turn people off. Or, they're ma- or you're just not good enough. You're not MVP caliber every year. You won't be as popular. Uh, or if you have an incredible personality, maybe you can overcome not being from here. But, but that's not the same thing as saying if Jokic is the same guy he is – but from here, he wouldn't be more popular. That's what I'm saying. And I, I believe he'd be much more popular if he was from here. Go ahead, Key. I'm sorry. You were I saying forgot something. my train of thought now. Go ahead. <laughs> no? Just, obviously, if you were born and raised in the United States and people with social media were able to follow him from the time he first came into the league, like, potentially. Potentially. Oh, but by, the, but by the way, he also – you guys know that Jokic didn't really come into his game until way later in his career. It's not like Jokic was putting up these type of numbers on the high school circuit or would have been in the college circuit. Like, right? like His game has really transpired into a different form over his time in Denver. So, but he did win back-to-back MVPs. I, I, I've been talking about Jokic for the past couple of years. But by the way, I think that's more due with logistics and where Denver is and people, like I said, like – we, we only talk about, like, the Lakers. Or we, we talked about this yesterday. As much as I wanted to talk about Denver throughout the course of the year, you guys, ah, wah, wah, wah. You guys just poo-pooed it all the time. Poo-pooed it. So that's what I'm saying. 
Now, now you appreciate because you're seeing it in the NBA Finals. Yes, he did it in the playoffs. And you're forced to watch it. Mm. You're forced to watch him. That's Wake why up, there's Jay, a level of appreciation. Done. What, Key? Wake me up when you're done because you're boring, just like Jokic. See? You're boring. And that has a lot to do with not being appreciated by the American fan base. It has nothing to do with anything except he's boring. And when you have a boring style, people don't appreciate the boring style. You appreciate it I don't because you are a basketball. It's boring. I think it's really but, interesting, actually, his style. It, I, I'm just telling you, it's 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 boring, Jay. You you know it's boring. Stop trying to. I'm act not like, though. I, you, but, you're but dead wait, wrong I'm not on talking this. about. I'm not you're talking about wrong. you. You're a basketball player, so you appreciate all the fine things that's done right, okay? Because Dirk Nowinski wasn't boring. He wasn't. He had swag. He had all that. And well, you mean his American. personality? Did, his Why, because Dirk hit fadeaways? I mean, Jokic hits fadeaways. But it the don't shots look are actually the same. similar. He's and he actually the... does stuff off one leg just like Dirk. It just don't look the same, Jay. I don't well, know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yates, yeah, chime in here, man, because you're an other basketball guy on the show. Chime in and tell him what you like about him and don't like about him. I mean, Joker is like one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen, but he's a boring personality. There oh, you go. personality, you're Period. saying. That's different than. You can't, like, we watch Dirk. Be a non-American and everybody loved him. We watched, like Pat but said, but Dirk had a boring personality. But Dirk also no, was, Burke, no, he didn't. Nah, bro. Like no, Dirk, he did Dirk, not. Dirk talked trash after the threes. You know, he changed up the way that the three celebration was for him. Yeah, I agree. He didn't have a boring yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah, like but but yeah, Yates, what you're arguing? Hold on, but wait. Major Ginobili's a non-American. Hakeem's a non-American. Yates, you're arguing something different than Key. Key, you're saying his on-court style is boring. Jay and I both disagree with that. His on-court style is. Is is a, a mirror image of his personality. There's touch passes players. and stuff like that are are fun to always have been. People always ooh and ah that kind of stuff. It's however you want to craft it, shake it up. It's boring. Well, okay? Yates, you're his arguing that his, his personality pers- is boring. Okay, the style, his style of play, of play, is, play absolutely, is slow. He plays like the Spurs used to play, and we 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 never thought that the Spurs were a fun team to watch. They were just a great team to watch in terms of basketball. He's got a so little more a, flash in his game than Tim Duncan actually. Also, the Spurs, about, the Jay, Spurs had Manu Ginobili. That's the flash for the Spurs team. Yes, think about it, Jay. With Mark Jackson, a guy who played in the NBA from New York, who's a baller, right? He said he reminds him of a dude smoking a cigarette, like an old cat. That's boring, man. Giving you buckets. But no, I, I don't think the style is boring. Now, if so you want to get it, to personality, that's different. That's if different. you're saying he doesn't have as big a personality as, say, someone like Dirk, so the personality doesn't overcome the fact that he's not American, I, can, I listen to that. That may be the case. But still, that doesn't stop the fact if you gave him the same personality, same game, but he was born here and you – and. If he was, he would be a much more popular. By the way, I've seen this in boxing. Right, the Klitschkos were heavyweight champions together for ten years, and what Americans didn't care. But Evander Holyfield is from here. Everyone knows who he is. Like it's different. But we're also in a highlight-driven culture, man, where you want to see high sky, like high-flying dunks. You want to see acrobatic moves. That's why the the theme over in Europe for the longest time has been like they are more skilled and they are more technically trained than American players. It's like think about Key as a little kid when you used to love MJ. You would lower the rim. You try to do all the MJ dunks. Ain't nobody well, working on their damn footwork. I actually did all the MJ stuff when I was young. I was saying, ain't nobody working Me on too. footwork. Ain't nobody Me working too. on up and unders hey, hey, and all those aspects of the game. So, so that's where European he, he, basketball he, he, is further advanced than we are. 
here, here, here's what until I'm recently say. we're trying to get back. Here's what I'm gonna say. Then I'm gonna let y'all go back and forth and bicker. Kawhi Leonard not only is American, he's black. Mm-hmm. Okay, not only is he black and American, he's boring. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we really don't care much about him or build him up. Kawhi Leonard and his key. person and his game on the That's court true. That's true. is sick. His Kawhi game on the Leonard court was is Max Chio. I'm talking to Jay. He his well, game we're all three here. Is, I'm sorry about his that. Game we're all three here. It's crazy. You ain't no, wrong. now you can go. I wanted to let Jay hear what I was saying. The, no, you ain't wrong. The you ain't Kawhi wrong. Leonard point is true in that his personality is very flat, like unusually flat. And but but his game, it wasn't like he was playing, he was winning MVPs in the regular season and doing what he did in the finals. And even then, if he was still underappreciated, it would be, oh my God, his personality is so flat that, and his game is sick, but super technical, right? That he didn't capture people's imaginations. There would be other reasons that he's not more popular, but that does not mean that, that Jokic wouldn't be more popular if he was American, by the way, Larry Bird was super popular, right? How, how much – and he touched passes, three-point shots. Larry Bird was a guard. No, he wasn't. Larry Bird was a guard. No, he, no. Larry he was, Bird he was, was a, a forward. forward. He's a forward guard. No, no. He was a forward forward, a small forward, and sometimes a power forward. He used to average 10 rebounds no, a game. that's the position he was labeled at. But you, do you see power forward shooting threes and have the best shooter, best jump shot maybe That ever? was one of the things that made him different, like Jokic doing handles, it at center. Have handles and passing. Like You're just, you're just caught up into positions, Max. Wait, like you Larry just Bur- said guard. I didn't bring up positions. <clears throat> I didn't bring you're up arguing, positions. You're arguing me well on positions. No, no. I, I'm bringing up Larry Bird as an example of someone who was very popular. And, and you Bird said also, he was a guard. He wasn't. But Larry Bird also went to the national championship game against Magic Johnson. Okay. The most watched game in the history of college basketball. And had he not been right? from and here, Car- he wouldn't have. What? Had he not been from here, he wouldn't have. In other words, that plays into it. You're, if you go through the college and you're like, on national Jokic TV. Jokic wasn't like that in high school or college. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Yeah, of course. But you can't say, yeah, of course, because Larry was like that in high school and college. Well, Jokic was nasty at the age of 17 or 18, but no one over here knew it. But in addition to that, he's, it, so the country responds too. differently. So was Luka Doncic. They're, Luka Doncic was playing professional basketball Luka Doncic at, at was 17, the, 18 years old, destroying people. Did sure you know about him? Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. I just didn't see him play a lot. But, yeah, he was well-known. In a way that Jokic wasn't. That's true. He it was, was one of the well reasons known. he was more popular. He was not well-known in the United States. He, he was when he was I follow basketball for a living every single day. He was not well-known. When I would talk about Luka Doncic, people here would he, not Was he I'm more well-known about. than Jokic? Got to go to break. Does Damian Lillard need to rip the Band-Aid off and ask for a trade already? KJM. I don't even know what we're arguing anymore. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. KJM is brought to you by Beacon. Beacon and Beacon Pro Plus app helps roofers get things done from anywhere, 24-7. Beacon, always building. Does Damian Lillard just need to rip off the Band-Aid already and ask for a trade? He's been legendarily loyal to that town, to Portland, for his whole career. But he's on the wrong side of 30. Portland does not look to be knocking on the door of a championship. And Brian Custer asked Damian Lillard on his podcast, Last Stand podcast, Brian Custer's podcast, what new team he considered. You're going to hear Brian give him a list of names of teams and listen to Lillard's response. Everybody keeps saying... Damian Lillard is going to be traded to the Knicks. Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Heat. Damian Lillard should be traded to the Celtics. Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Nets. If one of those trades went through out of those teams, which one would you be like, ah, that's not too bad? <laughs> Miami, obviously. <laughs> Miami is the obvious one. And Bam is my dog. Hmm. He, he came out. came out like a hello, shot, Jay. Hello, goodbye, Tyler Hero and draft picks. <laughs> I mean, whatever you need to do to make it work. I, I mean, look, you all right with Dame. What, one of the things I love about Dame is that today you're going to hear everybody pop off and tell Dame what the hell Dame should do. Dame don't give a damn what you think. Dame isn't going to ask publicly for a trade. That's not how this cat is built, right? It will, it will need Portland to say, hey, we are moving in this direction. Thank you for your service. Let us help you get to a situation. Almost like Matt Ryan, right? Like, remember how, like, with, with the Atlanta Falcons, they're like, hey, thank you for your service. I'm not saying, like, age-wise or where that's tapped out. But it's like, all right, like, you've given us all you've given us. Like, let us put you in the best possible situation. Like, that's the way it's going to have to end for Dame in Portland. Dame is not going to be one of these dudes. He's not cut from that cloth. Oh, now I'm going to put my foot in the ground. I want out. He might give you a little bit of tease here and there about like what he thinks good situations are, but I rock with that mentality at the end of the day. He ain't built like everybody else, and that's what makes this dude unique and different. You know, Aaron Goodwin is his agent, and he's obviously represented Dane the entire time that he's been in the NBA, both from the same area in the Bay. I hear what you're saying, Jay, about Dane out front personally. But you know how it goes behind closed doors. At some point, when you get on the other side of 30 and you've yet to win a championship or really even play in a championship to get that feel, at some point you got all the money in the world. No matter how you embrace the community, no matter how much the community embraces you, your legacy in the Portland area, wherever you play, at some point as a player, you want to have an opportunity to play for a championship, not just being the playoffs, but actually the one of the last two teams standing. And we know Pat Riley, if they don't win this this year, you know Pat Riley, he's going to figure out a way. All, that little bit of chuckle and laugh 
and Bam is my guy, that window <laughs> opened. That opportunity now opened for Pat Riley to pick up the phone and Eric Sposter to pick up the phone and whoever else is in Miami running the business to pick up the phone to influence some things. I mean, but Key, Dame Low Key, been, he been moving. I mean, he was out in Brooklyn for a while in New York, right? So you got Mikel Bridges. He's talked openly about that relationship with Mikel. Don't do the New York thing. To I'm just telling you how he's been moving. I'm, I'm not making. No, I'm not pulling stuff out of thin air. I'm just telling you what. No, Damon I know, doing. but don't do the New York thing to me, Jay. You know, so I, I, look, if you were to ask, what is the perfect location? Dame is cut from the same cloth as a Pat Riley, See, as an Eric Spoelstra. Bingo. That's, that's where they're cut from. That's the thing. What is, is significant about the sound? What grabs your attention is not that he's entertaining the idea of leaving because Brian Custer asked him if it was a hypothetical. It, it's the fact that when he heard Miami, it came like, out like a shot. It, it was, was no equivocating. <laughs> Miami, of course, right? And he, you don't think of when you think of defense, you don't think of Damian Lillard. And when you think of defense, you certainly think of Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, Jimmy Butler, the Miami Heat. But there's a larger issue than that because his personality is the perfect fit there. When you think of mentality, Dame's mentality, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, Jimmy Butler's mentality. That's, that, that's like when, when, when Jimmy Butler first signed with the Heat, he's like, yeah, that's, that's right. That matches up. Lillard and the Heat match up, right? Don't you, it's an especially good situation. So as Key brought up, Jay, now that he said it out loud, does it make it more likely that he could actually wind up there? You're damn right. Plus, you got guys like Gabe Vincent, his contract's coming up. You got Max Struess. He's an unrestricted free agent. They can have bird rights on him, too. Same with Game Vincent. But these guys talking about getting paid 10 to $15 million yeah, a year. It, and you right? can get that money, Jay. You can get that money to Dame, right? All that money they going to pay everybody, boom, boom. You package it up, give it to Dame. And they're known to go find a couple yeah, exactly. other little sprinkle pieces. They mm-hmm. can find the sprinkle pieces to Easy. put around those dudes. If you got seven undrafted players in a team that's in the finals, in the rotation, right? That means that... If you have guys like Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, you should be able to find and develop pieces around them if you're the Heat. And listen, Pat Riley's never been shy about going to get the big fish when they've been available. The only problem is like guys like Joe Cronin, the GM for the Portland Trailblazers, like if you have to make that trade, right? So like, do, do I like the pieces that – because now if, if I'm on the market, I'm looking for how am I getting the best – pieces in return for Dame's talent. So that, that becomes a little bit of the problem, right? It's, it's great that Dame is saying, I would like to be in Miami, but does that work out best for me if I'm the Portland Trailblazers for where I want to retool my team? See, if I'm the GM, team? Jay, if I'm the GM, and I, let's say I can get – what could you get for Tyler Hero? If I don't want Tyler Hero, could they get a couple of firsts yeah, for him? Could they get I, a first form, a first – I don't if know I, if could, I want Tyler Hero. If I, no, I'm, I don't, I'm saying if I'm Portland, I'm not looking for – Tyler Hero, but what could you get for Tyler Hero? I might be interested in that. How much draft capital to put with their first, their three first round picks, and then as a GM, that gives me some runway because I could be like, look, we're in a rebuild. That gives me another three, four, five years, right? We're going to come in with five new first round picks plus our own number, our own number three, Simons, and this one and that one. Maybe it's not working. We can clean house and start again with with stupid draft capital. Wouldn't that give him more runway as a GM? No, possible. Possible. The Heat Finals run has been a great story, but now they, they're down 2-1 at home. They can't lose game four. They can't go down 3-1 and then head on the road. Is the story over now?
Is it over for the Heat? Is Jay ready to go back to his sweet prediction, gentleman style? ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.